Good morning. Welcome to City Church. Glad to see you guys online today. Quite a step back to what we're used to, but hey, we're here. We're still live, so I'm glad you guys are here. And today we're talking about Love Thy Neighbor, you know, the series we've been doing this month, and we're talking about unity, the love of the church body. So before we get started, I want to share a little story with you, something to kind of lighten up the, the matter. So there was a man that was stranded on a desert island for many, many years. One day, while strolling along the beach, he spotted a ship in the distance. This had never happened all in the time he was on the island. So he was very excited about the choice of being rescued, or the chance of being rescued. Immediately, he built a fire on the beach and generated as much smoke as possible. It worked. Soon, the ship was heading this way. When the ship was close enough to the island, a dinghy was dispatched to investigate the situation. The man on the island was overjoyed with the chance to be rescued and medicine and they met his saviors as they landed. After some preliminary conversation, the man in charge asked the man on the island how he survived for so many years. The man replied by telling of his exploits for food and how he was able to make a fine house to live. In fact, the man said, you can see my house from here. It's up there on the ridge. He pointed the men in the direction of his home. They looked up and saw three buildings. They inquired about the building next to the man's house, and he replied, that's my church. I go there to worship on Sundays. When asked about the third building, the man replied, that's where I used to go to church. So today we're talking about unity of church, and I just wanted to kind of start off with like just kind of a little humor about you know church, and I want this message to be encouraging to you guys, regardless of what your situations you've experienced in the past, like I want to focus on the now of building unity in our church and the church as a whole. So, so I want us to look at, you know, like, have you ever wondered, like, how do we end up here in this group of believers? Maybe it was the music, the preaching, the location. Maybe you're dragged here by your parents, or maybe you come because you love Neil's jokes that he gives us every week. Regardless of the small reasons we are here, we mainly come to connect with God, to worship and fellowship. We are all part of the body, and we all have that in common. So I want us to dive in deeper to understand what exactly does that look like outside of belonging to Christ. We have interests that don't necessarily match up with others. Maybe you voted Republican, somebody next to you voted Democrat. Maybe you're a Bears fan and someone else is a Packers fan. You know, we have these different things that you know can divide us. So how can we build unity in this church? What happens when I think we should do ministry one way and you think we should do ministry another way? So how do we go about, how do we go, how do we do this? How we, do we go our separate ways? Do we try to discuss face-to-face? Maybe I just get on Facebook and blast about it to the world. How am I supposed to handle situations with disagreements when they arise? What does Scripture say about the unity and loving my neighbor in the church? So today we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. And while you guys are pulling out your Bibles at home, I'm going to pray real quick. So Heavenly Father, we just invite you to just connect with us, help us to just understand like your word and be encouraged by it and how we can just build upon this church body and be in one in unity regardless of how we feel at times, Lord, that we can work through challenges and see the awesome work that you want to have in our church and in our community and in our lives, Lord, we just invite you into this place today. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. So always be humble and gentle. 
be patient with each other, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Such great stuff. He starts off so well. Paul puts it out so honestly. Always be humble and gentle. It's not an easy skill to master. When conflict arises, first thing we want to do as instinct is to just defend ourselves. Then we're called to be patient and allow room for error. Sounds pretty tough, if you ask me. So verse 3, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, building yourselves together with peace. It's really putting the weight on us now, really just, I'm just really feeling like, you know, making every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. Okay, God, this is, you know, this is hard. So verse 4 says, for there's one body and one Spirit. Just as you've been called to one glorious hope for future, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is over all, in all, living through all. That's where it comes together. Paul's reminding us that we are united in one body, one spirit. We are called to be patient, be humble, and gentle, because we are all united in one Christ. And we have the Holy Spirit to encourage us and to guide us in this church. He's also reminding us there is a glorious future coming and that we are united in one spirit. We might not have arrived yet, so be patient. Leave room for mistakes. It's not about getting my way or letting people walk all over me to get their way too. So growing up in, the, in my 20s, I would church hop a lot. If I didn't like something that the church was doing, I would just move on to the next church. And living in the Bible Belt of Indiana... There was plenty, it was an easy thing to do. There was churches like on every corner, everything from Amish all the way up to Pentecostal. You pick what you want to be this week kind of thing. That's kind of how I did it too. So there was a time that I used to tell people that I believed in, that my church that I belonged to is called Bedside Baptist, which meant like I just didn't go to church. It just meant I stayed home, did church with me and my wife Mandy. That's all we did because I was tired of like, you know, disagreeing with churches. You know, church is a great thing. There's people there, and that's where it gets messy. So I have this saying that I always like to remind myself, and probably other people too, as I say, like, and I'm not sure where it came from, but this saying, like, people, it's like, people are normal until you get to know them. How many have felt this way? They seem like they have it all figured out, but then people start making mistakes, people offend other people, people don't have the same interest as me. So I'll just, I just decided to start my own church. And, you know, just me and my wife, we just, you know, call it church at home. But really, honestly, we just weren't obeying scripture. Because now I've taken this passage and I've thrown out the window. I've stopped showing grace with people and giving them patience and just doing my own thing. So eventually I kicked myself out of my own church. Because of, and we ended up finding like a church that we got connected with community. And through it all, we've stayed put through this. And because of it, I've grown closer with God. I've learned to strip away my own wants. And I've learned what we're, that we are called to unite through all circumstances. I had a consumer mentality. What are you giving to me? I wasn't willing to give back. So I'm learning to be humble and gentle and patient. Emphasis on the learning. I can't always skip to the next church when I'm dissatisfied. Church is not about me. It's about worshiping God, telling others about Jesus, and living in unity. 
So I've been a part of the city church for four and a half years. There's been times where I've had to walk through some tough situations, some from my own fault, some from like others. So one situation that happened, and I'm not going to go into names or great detail, but like it's more embarrassing to me because it was my fault that I caused this issue. I was the offender. And I just want to give an example of like how I was able to like walk through this and not just run away from the problem. So during a discussion I was having with others at a church, at church one day, I said something that was intended as a joke, but ended up coming across as very hurtful to the individual. The person confronted me about it, and it could have destroyed our relationship if you would not have talked to me about it. But thankfully, we talked it out and we worked through it. But it was not easy being confronted. You know, it took me two weeks before I even said anything to Mandy about it because I was so, like, embarrassed. But it really, like, made me aware that, you know, this church is willing to live out Scripture. And it really made me think about, like, where my heart was in this matter. So it's great that, like, you know, I have this opportunity to, like, be around people that are willing to be united in in faith when circumstances come arise because it's going to happen. So churches are a funny thing if you really think about it. They're like families and places of work. We usually don't get to choose the people in your in our family. We don't choose the people we work with unless you own that company or the boss. You kind of do get to choose who's who you work for. But we don't handpick everybody in the congregation. We're all here because we found hope in Christ or we're looking to find that hope. So when I married Mandy, I got all of her family. I chose her, but I didn't choose her fourth cousin twice removed. You know, all these people, it's a package deal. Her family becomes mine. My family becomes hers. Just as much as when I gave my life to accept Christ, his family became my family. We inherit all of his family. And his family is pretty big. And it comes with people from all different places and all walks of life, which is awesome. And sometimes it gets messy. But also sometimes it gets to be awesome. When we actually get to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, and we can set aside our differences, great things happen. So I want to share another passage with you guys, that something to kind of take away with some encouragement. And there's another letter that Paul wrote. This time he wrote to the Philippians. And if you notice anything about some of these letters that Paul writes, these are letters of encouragement to other churches he helped plant that he's like spurring them on. And it's just great that we get to have this because it's meant for us too to be encouraged. So I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Such great encouragement from Paul. He's looking at it from a perspective of having an attitude of Christ. It's not an attitude of Paul. What if we started here today with an attitude of Christ towards people we worship with? Just think about how that can all change. Through this, you know, through having this mindset of Christ, always looking at it through, like, just being encouraged by that. Not always looking out for our own interests, 
but take an interest in others too. So how can I love my church, my neighbor in the church body? Where can I start? I know like today it's we're at home, you know, watching online. It's kind of hard to like be engaging. But maybe like, you know, when we're back in person again, serving, we always have opportunities. You know, there's going to be times where people can't make it for one reason or another. We're always, you can always be a blessing through that. <clears throat> and we have greeting, we have people to greet, we have prayer team, working with kids. We started kids back up again, you know, worship team, or even just helping set up or tear down after, you know, church is beginning and after, before it starts. And you're probably wondering, like, how does this look in the time of COVID? Things are changing again. You know, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. Maybe it's just reaching out to somebody that you've talked to, you know, just saying, hey, man, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Or if there's somebody that needs groceries that can't get out because they're quarantined. You know, there's plenty of opportunities, not out, even just outside of the church. You know, there <clears throat> another opportunity is we have small groups. Some of them are meeting online. Some of them just meet through, like, just text right now because we can't meet in person. Like, there's opportunities. You know, we have groups all the way ranging from, like, youth age all the way up to, like, whatever age. And these are great ways to be united, to get to know people, get outside of our comfort zones and be Christ-minded. It's just, you know, we just got to re- be reminded that we are united in Christ and that we have room to make mistakes. But we also get to grow together towards unity. So I'm going to pray. And, yeah. Lord, we just want to be united. We want to just, we just want to take our worries and just put them towards you, Lord, and just help us to have that attitude, not being worrying about what I want, but what your kingdom needs and wants for all of us. We're all part of this body, this family. And Lord, I just ask that you would just, continue as the week goes on as we get closer to the holidays and things change and Lord that we can be just encouragement to one another just open our hearts and open our eyes to see like what are different ways that we can reach out to one another and be in spirit and body and united Lord we thank you that even with meeting online we still have the opportunity to be in unity that we're still a church body regardless of where we're at at the moment We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.